This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. <laughs> uh, this is the Daily Tip. Presented by BetMGM. With Michael Jenkins. It's alive! And Chelsea Messenger. Your heart on the Bet QL network. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Welcome back. Happy Halloween, everyone. Yep, it's October 31st. The Daily Tip for Bet QL presented by BetMGM. Coming about a final hour, we will hand out some delicious Reese's Peanut Butter Cups or some crappy Whoppers when we preview the best and worst games in the NFL this week. At 8.20, you got to hang around to join BetQL's PJ Clash with the host of Send It In. He's got his early plays locked in and ready to go. And then we'll tell you where we're putting our money on this Halloween with our best bets at 8.45. I like that the, the sound bite that came after your name was I will eat your heart. That's pretty hardcore, Chelsea, especially for someone who doesn't like horror movies and doesn't like to be scared. Well, maybe I like eating hearts, though. I do like oh, my meat maybe. still bleeding. I like steaks very rare. How about you? Do you think very that's rare. weird? No, that's the way a steak should be eaten. I'm absolutely of the, I always go medium rare. And if it's a little on the rare side, that's fine with me. I think that's absolutely the way a steak is meant to be. If you're ordering a steak well done, why don't you just go eat some meatloaf? That's the that's the whole point <laughs> of eating a steak, that it's a little rare and you can actually taste the steak. Otherwise, it defeats the purpose. Yeah, I think it kind of honors the animal when it's still bleeding yeah. and you are face to face with the fact that you are, you know, <laughs> eating something that was living and breathing. So uh, that is my one, you know, tip of the cap to doing something mm -hmm. like spooky or creepy. But other than that, nah, I'm not really into horror movies. I'm not into being scared, but I do mm -hmm. really like Halloween. I've said this before. I think the expectations are so low for Halloween. And like, yeah. what is the main goal? Just to get candy and dress up? As opposed to like yes. the main holidays that come with so many expectations and mm -hmm. so much quality time with your extended family. Like... <laughs> <laughs> don't know if you're sensing my sarcasm through the radio which you know my family's great uh but i think it's just it's a lot for the holidays so it's one of those holidays that feels very fun and very like lightweight yes for sure well then there there comes with other holidays responsibility right there is a responsibility to <laughs> to put your best face on or you have to engage in conversations and then sometimes 
in-laws can be in-laws. That's just the way it is. I feel like for all family units on some level, you're like, okay, this is not great, but that's the way it goes. Whereas for Halloween, you're really letting your guard. It's almost the opposite in that in the holiday spirit or when you're around family, sometimes your guard is up a little bit just because of the pressure mm-hmm. and because of the family unit. Whereas Halloween, it's just the opposite. You're letting your guard down to the point where you're like, you know what? I'm going to dress like, like for me, I'm going to dress like a ketchup bottle tonight, or I'm going to look ridiculous and I really don't care. So it's just the opposite where you're letting loose. And I don't want to say being vulnerable, but you're letting go of any sort of expectations. Right. And it's just fun because there are so many things that you have to do for Christmas. And also the Christmas season now is like three months long. It feels like I know people who are already putting up their Christmas decorations. Like that's a lot of expectations. So uh, I'm not looking forward to that. Although I do love Christmas, but for one night and one final night, we will partake in, I think one of the most fun holidays of the entire year. Are you doing something tonight? Now you do have the devil's yeah. horns on. I know. You, okay. You got I have a three-year-old. We're going trick-or-treating. Oh, God, I guess that's true. What, what did you think people did on Halloween? Well, I it, we both celebrated over the weekend because you went to a billion trunk-or-treats. I went to a Halloween costume contest. So then I'm like, oh, are you actually doing something for Halloween night? Or did you just say no for you know, for Saturday on Halloween weekend, we're just going to do all this stuff. But then I forget, oh, you have Blake. So of course you're going to take her trick or treating. All right. That'd be great. Yeah. Now the question is, so she goes to Mother's Day out at a church. Should I wear this or no? Like, is this a little sacrilegious to be like walking through the cemetery past like all of the crucifixes and be like, what? I'm blending in with the crowd. Hey. (laughs) Listen, if, if you know the Bible, you don't tell the story of the Bible without inserting Satan. You may not like the character, but every movie, every story has an antagonist, right? So what are you supposed to do? Just eliminate the devil like he doesn't exist? So I say you wear it with pride. Yeah, at one point, Satan was not a bad bad guy. Like, he was a fallen angel, right? Like, I don't know. I need to brush up on my Bible verses. Maybe we can get Dabo Swinney on the show to enlighten us on the Bible verses that talk about Satan. But I don't know. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll switch this out for like many years or something. Also, like, how do I explain to a three-year-old about the devil? Mm, yeah, you got to stay with me. <laughs> can, can we clip off before she explained it? Just Chelsea saying, you know, one time Satan wasn't a bad guy. And we'll just play that randomly. <laughs> I gotta tell you, at one time, this the Satan guy, pretty nice. I like I thought he was nice. Now he changed, obviously, but he was a pretty good guy. I want to clip that off. What about all the great things that Satan did? Wasn't he a great painter? <laughs> like something like that. <laughs> what about all the great things that he did? This guy, oh, I tell you what, he could he could swing a brush. Pretty Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> please please wear that to your church get together i would love to see just the looks on people's faces they would lose their minds chelsea are we gonna get a trick or a treat this week when it comes to week nine in the nfl let's talk about games that are definitely treats beginning with the dolphins and the chiefs i believe this game is in frankfurt germany is that correct chiefs Mm -hmm. laying two and a half points or minus 140 in the money line the dolphins are plus 115 the total is a crazy high 50 and a half and i said this the last time we were talking about the nfl this week or our early previews i 
I would lay it with the Chiefs here. I don't know how to factor in the travel, but ultimately I need to see the Dolphins, that high-octane offense, I need to see them get it done against a quality defense. The Chiefs have a quality defense because whenever the Dolphins put up these crooked numbers, as you like to say, it's generally against teams that can be beat up on because they're weak defensively, and Kansas City does not fit that mold. Yeah, no, this defense is actually pretty solid, at least when it comes to points per game. A top 10 defense in the league going into last week, uh, I believe they were in the top four. So I think that's the mm-hmm. bottom line for me. The trend we've seen with the Dolphins is they put up really big numbers against bad teams, but when it comes to facing the better teams in the NFL, they kind of disappear a little bit, which it kind of goes against logic. One would think that the Dolphins have such good receivers and such speed on their team that you would think that they Mm -hmm. could be a cheat code for even the best defenses, but we haven't really seen it only put 17 on the, uh, the Eagles. That was a road game. You know, it should be noted and also only put up 20 on the bills. They lost that game 48 to 20, both of those road games as well. I just thought of this. What's the weather going to be like over there? Because it's getting to the point where we are starting to see weather be a factor in some of these northern cities. I feel like Germany is like a cold place at this time of year. (laughs) I could be mistaken. (laughs) And that is your geography update with weather girl, (laughs) Chelsea Messenger. Let's see. Frankfurt weather, if we can find anything. It's going to be 53. uh, Okay. that's 53 and rainy. Yeah. So maybe it's not a factor. But just know it's not going to be the same as playing in Miami. I think that's the main thing because that Miami offense is tailor-made mm-hmm. to play in great weather. So maybe it's not going to be as sunny and as warm as Miami, but uh, maybe it's not going to be like playing at Lambeau in January. But back to this, I think I would lean on the Chiefs simply because it feels like you're getting some value here. I think the best Mm -hmm. time to play teams is coming off a loss. If you think that you believe in the larger sample size and they're still a great team. Plus, do you believe in the theory that defense travels? Like that would pertain here. Do you believe in the Chiefs defense? Yeah. And if it's, if it's rainy, which it's going to be, it should be. Now Matt is saying in the chat, they have a retractable roof. So I don't know enough about the stadium in which they're playing to know whether or not weather will be a factor, but regardless I do believe I'm like you. Defense always travels. That is something that you can rely on more often than an explosive offense. So, yeah, I'm going to lay it with the Chiefs. We did talk about Cowboys and Eagles. We just got finished discussing that game. So I wanted to move to Sunday Night Football. Another treat. Bills at the Bengals. The Bengals are now laying three. This spread open, Bengals minus one and a half. The Bengals minus 155 on the money line. The Bills are plus 130. Total set at 48 and a hook. That total has inched up from 47 and a half. How do you feel about this? I like the Bills. I like the Bills getting three points. I feel like here, this is, this feels like public money to me. I could be wrong, where the Bengals have won four out of five. Now they're coming alive and they're playing Cincinnati football, which is Joe Burrow is healthier and they start to come on at the end of each season. They did that last year as well. But I don't think we're giving enough credit to Buffalo. So if I can get a field goal with the Bills, I'm going to take it. It feels to me that you play the Bengals in certain situations. When the Bengals are getting points, 
against good teams. Mm -hmm. That's when Joe Burrow is usually at his best. But when they're favorites, not so much. And I think you could say the same thing for Buffalo. Like, I don't really want to trust Buffalo as favorites, but maybe when they're getting points, maybe that's the the time to buy in. Because I think what you're looking for is a team with a really high ceiling. Do they have the pieces to contend with the top teams in the NFL? And I think both these teams fit that mold. But the only team getting points here is the Buffalo Bills. So I think I would be with you, especially if you think it's going to be a close game. I've already said that I like this game in a teaser leg. If you can get the Bills plus nine, I think that's a solid play as well. What about a total in this game, though? Because we know primetime unders are usually the play. This one's a Mm -hmm. relatively high total at 48 and a half. And I think you fall into a trap when you say, well, there's two great quarterbacks. That's not necessarily how it goes all the time especially for the Bills, who are a team that I feel like is pretty good at moving the chains. Because what you don't want for and over is a team that takes very long, sustained drives and they eat up a lot of the clock. I feel like the Bills can do that. Even though they don't run the football, they're very good at getting first downs. And also the added fact that Josh Allen looks like he is embraced running the football. It brings such a bigger dynamic to that offense So if you think he's going to run it more, I think you think Buffalo stays in this game and maybe they run down the clock even more. Obviously, we don't have props in this game, but do you think that trend continues where we see Josh Allen continuing to lean in to running the football? I think it's a great point. And we saw that last week. And that that's not a coincidence. I, if you were reading between the lines or just listening to some of the coaches talk before the game, they said, let's turn Josh Allen loose a little bit more. And yeah, that's always a dangerous proposition when you're talking about a guy who is always in the middle of the field taking hits because he's a big guy and he's not someone who generally slides. However, if you look at the Bills' success, it's always because Josh Allen is that threat, because he can throw, because he's so physical, because he can run. And so I think the Bills maybe wanted to protect him a little bit more early on, and and I get that, and you have to find that balance. But ultimately – until you find an alternative game plan that works, you got to dance with the one who brung you and you got to let Josh Allen be Josh Allen. That's the only way the Bills are going to be able to do what they've been trying to do, which is to win a Super Bowl. And they have the talent to do it. So I think we will see more from Josh Allen. We saw that success last week. So when we see the props come out on Josh Allen, if you find a number that you like, I'd go for it. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, What about talking about the worst games on the slate? Like, if there was a game, the equivalent of a Werther's original, or, I don't know, somebody who passes out toothbrushes when you're trick-or-treating, what is the game on the schedule that kind of looks like that? Oh, this is an easy one. You want a trick? You want a toothbrush? How about Giants at Raiders? Holy (laughs) crap. Do you really want to watch Jimmy G? Raiders are favored by three with Tommy DeVito at quarterback for the Giants. Tommy DeVito, huh? Tommy DeVito from New Jersey. He's actually from Jersey. And if you look at a picture of Tommy DeVito, guess who he looks like? <laughs> he looks like Tommy DeVito. Forget about it. I mean, uh, Tommy can throw the pig skin around. Get in there. You can play with the Giants. Tommy, you got a great arm. Uh, well, Matt is saying Daniel Jones has been cleared for contact. I don't care. I want to see Tommy DeVito. I am not watching Daniel Jones or no. Like if you said to me, oh, I don't want to watch Giants Raiders. And then someone said, well, Daniel Jones is playing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. excuse me. 
Sign me up. I'm in. No, I'm not watching Giants Raiders. That game is the biggest trick of all. Yeah, but look at the Giants. They had negative eight passing yards last week or negative nine, excuse me, and still took that game to overtime. Like the Giants aren't great either. So maybe, or excuse me, the Raiders aren't great either. And they're coming off a short week. Would you take the Giants here? (laughs) That's my whole point. They both suck. Both teams. Yeah, but take the points or the under. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Oh, God. Find another game in the morning. You might be right. You might be right. Coming up next year on the show, time to talk to someone who has already filled out his betting card this week. And you know I'm talking about. BJ Glass, or the host of MQL, sent it in, who could probably play quarterback for the Giants. It's on the Daily Tip for MQL, presented by BetMGM. Stay ready. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM, with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the Bet QL Network. Jeez, double D. Happy Halloween, everyone. Double D went from campy Halloween trick-or-treating songs to I'm about to saw your arms off. Terrifying. I'm Michael Jenkins, live in D.C. She's Chelsea Messenger, live in Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee. Good God. Not for long. <laughs> Not for long. Tomorrow morning, you'll be in a grave. Coming up in just a couple (laughs) minutes. We've talked about our leans, but BJ Glasser has already made his picks. The host of EQL Send It In will join the program and talk about his picks this week in both college and pro football. Okay, we've talked about how you don't like horror movies, you don't like being scared, but what is the most terrified, the most scared, not watching a movie, just in real life, that you have ever been? Oh, somebody pulled a knife on me. That's oh, God. Yes. Uh, I went down to Montgomery, Alabama for an interview for an internship by myself. I think I was 22. I was very broke. So I stayed in like this. Uh, it wasn't like a rundown hotel. It just wasn't a nicer hotel. It was one of those hotels right. that has like um, the doors that you can see. Like, you know mm. how some hotels have the indoor hallways and then some yeah. have the doors on the outside. Um, so this guy apparently was like following me. He was leaving notes on my car. Like I was only in Montgomery for like three days and like, I guess he was following me. And then like, he came up behind me and had a knife and like, luckily like somebody was in the parking lot and like saw him and like they screamed and he like ran away. Oh my God. Well, that is terrifying. I'm glad you're okay. I thought it was going to be some sort of, I was going through this haunted house and this guy made me put my hand in some jello and it felt like brains and I was terrified. Holy Lord. That's awful. I'm glad you're okay. You got to be careful with God. God, people are such freaks. And especially being a woman, I can't even imagine that. I was going to tell a story similar, but I don't have anything similar to that. I I don't think I've had anyone ever pull a knife on me. I've had a guy eyeball me. I've had a guy threaten me before just walking down the sidewalk, which was not great, but I've never had a knife pulled on me. That's terrifying. I feel like I have pushed it far down, like in my memory that like I 
kind of forget it happens like every once and again. Like, do you ever? Well, yeah. that's a little too deep for our show, but you get what I'm saying. It's like yes, when something really bad happens to you, you kind of like just push it down and away. But yes. I don't know. I just feel like there are so many like terrifying things in the world that I don't want to be scared by a movie. Like the world as it is, is terrifying enough. Like I like the movies that are just like jump scare. Like, you know, the suspenseful movies. Cause I yes. do think there are some good ones like that, that, you know, it's not going to scare me when I'm like, you know, lying in bed and like thinking about right. life. But you know, at the moment, it's fun to have those little jolts of adrenaline. Like you see a car driving down the highway in a movie and the guy hits the gas. Like, oh, he just went 70 and a 65. <laughs> it gave me it's quite like NFL a players. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you like know what? You mentioned NFL. You mentioned the NFL, Chelsea. That's the perfect transition to our guy, PJ Glasser. You know him as co-host of Inside the Betting Lines every Sunday from 1 to 5 in the East, live from MGM National Harbor. Also host of Send It In every single day at 1 o'clock on the BetQL Network. PJ, good morning to you. Are you dressing up for Halloween tonight? Uh, I am. I'm actually dressing up for Send It In later today, so people will have to stay tuned to find out what that is. Costume's pretty good, if I do say so myself. Oh, Ooh. okay. Yeah, I can't wait. To it is movie related. It is movie related. I wish, Chelsea. I wish I could pull that off. I don't have the straw hat that that he does, but uh, no, it's it's a movie related costume. So uh, yeah, I'm excited excited to wear it during the show. All right, so let's All get right. to some of your plays because we do have a lot of sports going on because I know it's Halloween, but we just had the sports equinox yesterday and we have a full slate of college football this uh, weekend. So let's talk about this one. Notre Dame and Clemson. We know Davo Swinney's been making the rounds and the headlines for being really fed up, uh, but what do you make of this game? Do you think Clemson enacts some revenge here? Yeah, you guys know me. If there's a stinky line, I'm probably betting it. And this is the stinkiest line in all of football this week, college or NFL. Notre Dame easily could be undefeated, right? They should have beaten Ohio State. And then just the way their schedule set up that Louisville game, it was unfortunate they had to play that. But Clemson's 4-4. and Their offense isn't very good. You know, their defense can only do so much. But Death Valley's still a tough place to play. And, you know, you think about Notre Dame – And again, really, the toughest game that they've had this season on the road was when they had to play Louisville, and they lost by 20 points. So now they go on the road and play Clemson, who, you know, obviously this is a program the past 10 years who's been competing for national championships. They're just trying to make a bowl game this year, guys. Like, they still have to play at Georgia Tech, who just beat North Carolina. They still have to play North Carolina, and then they play at South Carolina at the end of the year. So... A bowl game is not even guaranteed for Clemson. That is the goal right now for them. I mean, the line, like, it could only be Clemson or pass for me. This line just absolutely stinks. But they still have a good defense. I think they can make enough plays on offense. Death Valley is still a tough place to play. So I'll take Clemson plus three. This is the hold your nose special of the week. PJ, you've got Kansas and Iowa State on the card. Kansas coming off that huge win against Oklahoma. Iowa State took care of business against Baylor. I was on the Iowa State money line in that game, so that felt good. This game is in Ames. Where are you going here? 
Yeah, Jenks, I think you know exactly. You said it. I mean, that's the handicap, right? Kansas is coming off the big win against Oklahoma. They literally took the goalpost from the field and put it into the lake on campus. So huge win for Lance Leipold and his program. Now they have to turn around and play an Iowa State team who's very quietly won three games in a row. They have a good Mm -hmm. defense. I think they can muck this game up, make it ugly. Ames is a tough place to play, especially at night. This is one of those games where Kansas is the ranked team. Iowa State is the unranked team, and the unranked team is favored. It's under the three. I like Iowa State minus two and a half. This is this is all about Kansas, you know, getting to a bowl game, beating Oklahoma, having a massive win, and then going on the road the next week and having a letdown performance. So I like Iowa State this week. All right, let's go to the SEC. Up next, let's look at Georgia squaring off with Missouri. Georgia, of course, big favorites in this one, 15-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Do you like the dogs laying the points, or are you going with the Tigers here? I do. I'm laying the number with Georgia, Chelsea. I'm a little surprised, though, that the line keeps going the other way. It was 16-and-a-half, then it went to 16. Now it's going down to 15-and-a-half. We've seen Georgia really get up for two games this season. It was the Kentucky game, and it was last week against Florida, right? Like, they know how good they are. They had a lot of turnover, especially on offense. They had to get a new quarterback. They had to find new receivers. Tons of turnover on defense as well. But the two games that people kind of went into with Georgia, whether it was the Kentucky game or it was last week against Florida, and they were saying, you know what? Maybe these two teams can beat Georgia. Maybe they can upset them. Maybe they can give them a game. And neither of those games were close. Georgia absolutely blew them out. This game's huge for the SEC East. If Georgia loses, Missouri's in the driver's seat. They're 7-1. and one. And then, obviously, if they went on Saturday, they'd have the tiebreaker over Georgia. Both teams would have one loss in SEC East play. Mizzou's got a good defense. Their quarterback, Brady Cook, has been playing good football. One of the best receivers in the entire country that nobody talks about in Luther Burden. And Mizzou almost beat Georgia in Columbia last year. They had a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. This game will have Georgia's full attention. It's a huge game, so I like them to roll. I think they win by 20-plus on Saturday. I like the Bulldogs. We're talking with P.J. Klasser, the host of Send It In, every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. And today at 1, he'll have his Halloween costume on, so make sure you tune in for that. All right, I'm curious about what you think about Bama and LSU. You're a Bama guy. I like Alabama a lot in this game, but do you? I like it now that they're down to minus three, Jenks. Yes. You know, when it was four and a half, four, three and a half, maybe you take LSU, but this feels like the buy low point for Bama. I cannot see this game getting to two and a half. So I think this is the ultimate buy low. I do like them minus three. I like the over though in the game. That's probably my favorite play. LSU is all offense, no defense. They can score on absolutely anybody. And Bama's offense has been getting better and better each week with Jalen Milrow. They just had a bye week, so they've had two weeks to prepare for this game, just like LSU has. I think both teams get into the 30s. This over-under is at 16.5, so I do like uh, I do like that over. I think it's going to be an awesome game. I think this game has Heisman implications as well. You know, I was on with Ryan Horvat earlier in the week when he does his Saturday show. We were talking about Jaden Daniels right now is like plus 375. LSU has two losses, but if you look at the numbers he's putting up, it's it's absurd. So if LSU wins this game, they'll be in the driver's seat in the SEC West. Meanwhile, Jalen Milrose at 100 to 1, 
But Bama pretty much controls their entire season, right? If they win out, they're going to have a great shot at getting into the playoffs. So Milrow at 100-1 to I think is an insane price, especially if he plays well in this game. And Jaden Daniels might go on to win the Heisman if LSU wins this game and wins out. So as usual, Bama LSU, one of the best games each and every year and a lot of storylines going into it. Yeah, we've come a long way since the game of the century that ended, what, 9-6? to 9-6. Six? Six. This one, yeah. the total is 60-and-a-half. So I Just think it'll be bit. a lot more thrilling to watch than the game that was so-called the game of the century uh, a few years ago. Let's go to the NFL. And it looks like you have a play on this Titans and Steelers game. And I am very interested to hear your take on my Tennessee Titans do you think Will Levis is the answer for Tennessee? Uh, that is to be determined, Chelsea. Unfortunately, I'm back in the Steelers in this game, minus three. A lot of it is because of Will Levis and how great he was against Atlanta. And now you have to go on a short week, play a good Pittsburgh defense on the road in primetime. I've seen too many primetime game in, games in Pittsburgh to know that a young quarterback is going to struggle. The Steelers are coming off of a loss Anything three or below, I like the Steelers here in this game. This is also a great game, guys, on Thursday night to bet will there not be a touchdown, right? It's probably going to be like 50-1 to odds or something like that. Could absolutely, Chelsea, you're just talking about 9-6 game of the century. I could see this game being like 9-6, 12-6, 12-9, something like that. So I do love that play for like a little sprinkle. But uh, I do like the Steelers at home here, minus three. Their offense has been so bad. Levis was unbelievable. I think people are going to like the Titans. But a short week for a rookie quarterback making really his first career start because Willis started the game. I do like the Steelers at home. All right. Uh, well, I begrudgingly agree with you, even though I am very interested to see uh, the follow-up performance from Will Levis for my Tennessee Titans. Next up, let's go to one of the best games on the slate this weekend. We'll go to the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I think we were saying that the Dolphins have been great against lesser teams, but when they are playing the best defenses in the league, it seems to be a bit of a different story. The Chiefs come in with a pretty solid defense, but also coming off that really embarrassing loss to the Broncos. So what's your read on this game is being played overseas in Germany? Yeah, this is another one of those games. I think anything under three, you got to like the Chiefs at minus two and a half. The Dolphins are six and two. They've been really beaten up on lesser competition the entire year. The two best teams they've played were the Bills and the Eagles. Both of those games were on the road, and both of those games they, they got dominated in. So their offense didn't look like anything what we've seen for most of the year. They only scored 10 offensive points against the Eagles. They struggled to get it going against the Bills after the first quarter. And Kansas City's coming off a loss. I like them to bounce back in this game. It's going to be a great game. But, uh, yeah, again, getting that two and a half under three. Kansas City off a loss. Dolphins have struggled against good teams. I like the Chiefs. PJ, final pick of the segment here. We have gone back and forth on this game. Commanders-Patriots got a couple minutes to go. What's going to happen in this one? Oh, yeah, guys. This is a fun one, right? We're talking <laughs> damn LSU, Chiefs-Dolphins. Let's end it with some Commanders-Patriots. <laughs> I think at the plus three here, I think you got to take the Commanders. You know, they gave the Eagles everything they wanted. Sam Howell looked really, really good. But this is just all about a numbers play. Again, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be sloppy. I think getting the three here 
with Washington is the play. I actually think they're the better team. The Patriots just aren't good. Neither are the commanders, but you know, Washington's defense has not been good this year. I don't think the Pats have the offense to expose it. You do worry about a young quarterback going up against Belichick going on the road, but uh, I like I like Washington here with with the key number of three. At two and a half, it's a pass. At three, though, I do like the commanders, so I think they can keep it close, maybe even win the game on Sunday. Check him out as co-host of Inside the Betting Lines each and every Sunday from 1 to 5 in the East, live from MGM National Harbor. And check him out today, weekdays, as host of sitting in at 1 o'clock in the East, wearing his Halloween costume. It is PJ Glasser. PJ, we appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Oh, I like it when PJ's picks align with my own. I'm already starting to work on my pick six for Friday, Chelsea. That's how excited I am for the weekend and for more college football. Coming up next on the show, we got baseball tonight. But will Chelsea actually bet on it because we don't feel great about the game? Maybe it's NBA. Maybe it's hockey. Find out next. We hand out our best bets. It is a daily tip for Becky Off presented by BetMGM. And that is after the break. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. You know, every week on this show, we have a survivor. Double D plays the sound and says, Who will survive? Now we're talking about life and death. Who will be back on this show tomorrow? Who will perish on this All Hallows Eve? Get dark here. Double D, my God. We started off with songs that sound like the Monster Mash. And now it's like, who's going to be an amputee tomorrow? It's <laughs> a daily tip from BetQL. Presented by BetMGM. Chelsea, I have not necessarily done a deep dive, but I am watching the isolated plays from last night when Devontae Adams was just streaking down the field wide open. And Jimmy G is just throwing it to the sideline like he just can't find Devontae Adams at all. And then Devontae, you can find this pretty easily. There is a an isolation shot of him on the sideline slamming down his helmet. And then he turns, sits, does not know he's on camera, and clearly talking about Jimmy G. I can't even repeat it. says, guy is an effing B. I sound so dumb when you say what you can't say it, right? <laughs> so I'm like, guys, an effing B. I know it sounds stupid, but that's what he says about his own quarterback. This guy is in hell right now. He went to Las Vegas to play with his buddy, Derek Carr. Then they get rid of Derek, and now he's got Jimmy G. And this is clearly one of the seminal talents at receiver in the NFL. I mean, he's streaking down the field wide open he just needs a quarterback to deliver him the football and he's not getting it he this is hell for him yeah uh it is at least he is look uh at least jimmy garoppolo still has his looks though like that's the only takeaway huh. <laughs> it's like 
well, brother, your play has not been good, but there are other walks of life that you can still succeed at. It has to be the worst feeling, though, as a receiver, when your job is so reliant on the quarterback. Because, like, yeah. you literally can't do your job if you can't get the ball thrown to you. So it has to be a very helpless feeling. But, mm -hmm. you know, this is the boat that Devontae Adams is in. I don't even know what he can do. Like, does he take it upon himself to start, like, working with Jimmy Garoppolo and be like, listen, let's gonna go, let's go out there and we'll start, you know, working a little bit extra. Mm -hmm. We're going to work on your throwing motion. But at yeah. some point, like, you know, Jimmy G's been around for a while, so I don't know what he can do on his part to, like, control what he can control. It's, it's one thing to work on chemistry and timing, and I get that where you understand one another's habits or signals, or you have a feel for how one another works, or especially on timing routes, and you get it, you get adjusted to someone's speed or how someone releases a football. But when you're streaking down the field wide open, like what can you work on? I'm wide open. There's no one around me. I just need you to put the ball in my hands. Like, I don't know how you work on that. If you're Jimmy G, it could be anyone running. Like, take anyone running down the field in practice and work on the deep ball. If you're Devontae Adams, it has to be helpless because if you're wide open, and I understand you're not going to hit every single deep shot. I get that. But this is clearly becoming a thing. And Jimmy G leads the National Football League in interceptions. So it's not like we're picking on him here. He has not been good. So I don't know what you could do. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's definitely something that I don't know about, but... I don't know. Like, how do you get yourself out of a bad mental headspace, too? Because, like, that's got to be a terrible situation and a terrible feeling when there's literally nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it'll be something to watch. And that's just another reason why I won't be watching Giants and Raiders this weekend. Coming up next to my QL Daily, Brad Powers from the Bet the Board podcast and Covers.com will join the guys to talk week 10 in college football. And if you just missed our conversation with PJ Glasser from BetUL, send it in. You got to check it out. He handed out a ton of plays, both college football and the NFL. And to find it, all you have to do is download and subscribe to the Daily Tip wherever you get your podcast. Chelsea, it's not our favorite night on the board, but let's try to pick some winners nonetheless. Time to place your bets. All right, Chelsea. I knew it. You had to bet some baseball. So what are you going with here? Yeah, it should be noted that I don't love this light today, but we're going to try our best. I think the bet for me is going to be Corbin Carroll of the Arizona Dimebacks over his hits plus runs plus RBI. He has hit this in four of his last postseason games. And plus, if you think that there's going to be a lot of runs scored in this game, which the total's nine and a half, I think you look at player props. It's a natural place to go. So I think you look at the players and say, okay, who's most likely to hit this number? Because here's the thing, if Corbin Carroll gets a hit and he's on base, he is so speedy around the base pass that there is a good chance that he's going to score one of those runs that I think that are going to come mm, pretty easily for the Arizona Dimebacks. You look at the one time that Andrew Heaney has faced the Dimebacks, it was quite a while back ago, earlier in the season, but still, he gave up three home runs uh, to this Dimebacks lineup in just four and two-thirds innings of work. Corbin Harrell, Carroll was only a pinch hitter in this game, only had two at-bats, 
but still hit this number. Had a hit and a run scored in that game before. So I think there's going to be a lot of uh, player props that hit tonight. I think there's going to be a lot of runs. And I think Corbin Carroll is the guy that I trust most when it comes to the Dimebacks because Cattell Marte, uh, his line was minus 170. So we'll go with Corbin Carroll uh, over his hits plus runs plus RBI over one and a half for minus 120. Good luck. And also Cattell Marte, 18 straight games in the postseason now, at least one hit. Just remarkable. I almost had that one last night if Corey Seager had not robbed him and turned that incredible double play in the eighth inning. Okay. I'm like you, Chelsea. I am not crazy about tonight's pick. But let's go college football. Northern Illinois. I'm playing this number down. You know why? Because why not? Minus three and a half. It's minus 143 at Central Michigan. Right now, it's sitting at five and a half. This opened in some places around two and a half, three. The money just keeps coming in on the Huskies. And here is why. They're going to Central Michigan. They're taking on the Chippewas. But how are the Chippewas going to stop the Huskies? The Huskies are second in total offense this year in the MAC. Second in total offense. They are first in scoring offense. And if you look at the Chippewas, they allow an awful 5.3 yards per play on the ground. Conversely, the Huskies can make Central Michigan one-dimensional. Jace Bauer, just not very good at quarterback. And so when he goes to the air, bad things happen for the Chips. Central Michigan also 0-3 against the number in their last three home games. Money keeps flowing in on Northern Illinois, so that's the play. Huskies minus 3.5 in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Yeah, you pause for a second during one of your rhetorical questions. I was like, does he expect me to answer? No. Like, like I don't know. I, I zoned <laughs> I out. I zoned out and I was like, I honestly, for about two seconds, I thought, Michael, what are you talking about right now? I was like, oh yeah, Maction tonight. You're in the middle of a radio show. So sorry about that. This is when the end of the show, like I'm, I've had a lot of coffee. I'm starting to run on fumes. And then I just had a little brain freeze there. But the pick is Northern Illinois. All right, let's get to the eight ball quickly on. It's probably its favorite holiday of the year. Halloween, <laughs> eight ball, a combo oh. made in heaven or hell. Let us gaze upon the glorious magic eight ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right, eight ball. What do you say about our picks? Corbin Carroll over one and a half hits plus runs plus RBI minus 120 against the Rangers. Yes. Short, sweet, and to the point. How about the Huskies? Northern Illinois, minus three and a half over Central Michigan. A-Ball says, don't count on it. Mmm, so negative, eight ball. Well, I thought we might get, I'm surprised we didn't get a no and a no on Halloween, honestly. But if you want to check out the eight ball. If you want to check out each and every show on the Becky O Network, it is easy. In fact, check out Chelsea's Devil costume while you can. Twitch.tv slash BetQL. That is twitch.tv slash BetQL. Chelsea, can I interest you in another bet? No, you may not. Uh, even though it should be <laughs> noted, uh, Christian Walker hit two home runs off Andrew Heaney last time around. So maybe just keep that in mind. Nice little nugget there. Let's do your BetQL five-star best bet. You know the drill. Download the BetQL app to get all the information you need to become a more informed better and cash. The doctor says, Buffalo at Toledo over 50 and a half. A little action tonight on the card. Also on the card, 
Joe Ostrowski from Back UL Daily, our good buddy. He's going to tell us what's coming up next on the show. Good morning, Joe. Before we ask what's coming up, what we can look forward to, you doing anything for Halloween tonight? Oh, it's the usual around these parts. Uh, terrible weather. It says it's okay. right now 27 degrees outside, and it's going to oh, snow God. today. So, yeah, that's still fun. My, my son is 11 now, so he kind of goes off with his friends, but not so much with my daughter. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, she's Stitch, and his is a problem. All of his friends are food items, oh, no. condiments. <laughs> and so he got he got this blow-up French fry thing. And he fi- it's been sitting around the house, finally tries it yesterday, and oh, I can't hold my Halloween bag because my arms won't reach out because it's just all air. It's like he's at a car dealership. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening. He's asking one friend if he can use the old hot dog that they've got. Another person has a condiment he might borrow. We'll see. A lot of drama going on as usual. Ooh, sounds like a lot of drama, even though I just read a tweet that says unpopular opinion. Trick or treating is too dangerous for kids to do. I want to throw an apple at this person. Do you think it's too dangerous or these people need to man up and be football guys? Rub a little dirt (laughs) on it. Yes. What is I feel I feel like I've seen that like a hundred times, like unpopular opinion. This needs to happen. Right. Stop. Let's take every bit of fun away from this. Ge- Especially these kids. Like they did. They didn't see their they friends for like me. a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Damn it. Joe. Have a great show. And also there really is nothing. This is a popular opinion. Nothing is worse than an unused French fries costume. I mean, that's right up there at the top of the list. That's awful. My goodness. All right. You do with it the best you can as a parent. Thank you, Joe. That's going to do it for us here on the Daily Tip from BetQL. Presented by BetMGM. She's Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Go out. Enjoy your trick-or-treating. Grab all the candy that you want. I hope you don't get any Whoppers. Have a terrific Tuesday. We'll see you. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.